Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts. I go by the name of DJ Crooked. We have DJ D-Miles here. What up, what up? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah, what up? DJ Never is not here. Uh, much love to DJ Never, but we got special, special co-hosts. We got Spider Tech in the building. What up, Spider Tech? What up, what up, what up? Yep. And yo, man, we got one of my favorite motherfuckers on Twitter ever. Like, one of my favorite dudes <laughs> ever. Like, I love this motherfucker on Twitter. He's Philly bred. He's got deep New York roots. He's currently in L.A. He's a dance music producer, rapper, DJ. We got the infamous Dances with White Girls, a.k.a. Frog Beats, a.k.a. Dances. What's good, fam? Thank you for coming through, man. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Are you Dances or are you Dances with White Girls? Did you Are you changing your name? Like, is it not politically correct it's... to be a black dude that says Dances with White Girls now? Like, you know what I'm saying? No, well, well no. <laughs> Because my name is mad old as a reference yeah. to the movie Dance of the Wolves, which is a white savior movie. Yeah. And it's about about dance music not being whitewashed. But I made it back in the MySpace days, you know, where I was like, oh, this is cool. Right. And like, you know, back when people had a reference, it's not come from a bad place. But I can't explain that. Oh my God, my fucking phone went down. My fucking phone went down. I fucking oh shit. My fucking phone yeah, went down. Yeah, man. I thought my, he dropped. I thought <laughs> oh, that was so my good. Fucking, my fucking phone went down, man. I gotta no, no. put this Yo, that shit looked dramatic, but, um, right? Yeah. I thought like I was like, yo, I thought he fell. Yeah, I thought he was, like, really sunk crazy. into the Matrix or something. Really and then, and then he said, yeah. yo, and he said, like, my fucking phone fell. I thought he fell. I was like, oh, shit. What, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, was really like... that was really crazy. Are yo, you in the um, Matrix? No, like, but, yeah, so, you know, it's um, it was, like, about dance music being whitewashed and anti that. It's right. like, you know. But now when you deal with a 22-year-old who has not seen who has not seen Dance of Wolves, you know, <laughs> I can't explain to them. And so it becomes one of those weird, like, you know, like, you're preferring like you know pale woman thing it's right. not one of those things right and like i saw people i was like i said yo maybe i'll change my name to not bum people out but then i thought how dare i because of some woke pale people or stuff like that because they deal with those <laughs> issues you know what i mean you know what I'm that's not my problem right you know what i mean like it's like you know like and you know and like you know like i'm not like i've never been I, that's not my problem it's like why should i do that you know i was i was just in the house just being like yeah man i'm bumming people out like i don't care i bump people out all the time right, right. i say why wow, and, and, and this actually comes from a not from not a place like that you know right. what i mean i'm not like that dude on like you know or the tiktok i like pogs you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like you know I, I i do like i like i like you know i like pogs i like i like you know you know, Paul, you know, fat ass black girls. I don't know the fuck to say that, man. You know, you know, but like, I don't think there's a word for that, man. It's like, cabs, that sounds racist. That sounds yeah. racist. But you know, but like, yeah, but like, so like, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not changing it. And also because it takes a lot of work to change your DJ, to, to change your name, yo. I'd have to email you about, I put out so many songs, yo. I'd have to email all these labels and email Spotify yeah, yeah. and get my manager to work on that. And we don't got time for that, yo. Like, I don't care enough. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care enough, yo. Because it's not, you know. Yeah. So that that's the answer. All right. So you, so you, everything you dances and you frog. Where the fuck did frog beats come from? I was just like, where, where? Well, frog- I mean, I, it's, it's 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 just frog. I mean, it was yeah. frog beats on there, but everybody can be frog. I mean, I've had this voice since I was 12, 13 years old. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. So yeah. yeah so like yeah, that's like everybody just called me frog. Like they, they my first, you know, the first week of high school, they called me frog. And like, yeah. I just wanted the nickname, like a smart person. Like I didn't argue. I was like, oh, it's frog. Cool. That's a cute thing. You know, I always tell the story because there's a kid, this nigga, they name his name was Sweaters. Yeah, yeah. And he used to argue all the time when he was like, my name's Charles. Like, no, your name's Sweater. You're a fucking dickhead, Sweaters. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Nobody 
everybody likes you. You said I wanted the nickname. I wanted the, I wanted the flow. I wanted the flow. <laughs> and sweater here says, I'm sorry, sweater. Yeah. My bad. Because, um, but like, yeah, you know. But that frog, but that frog voice is what makes you so unique when you rap when you rap yeah. on these songs and shit, right? And yeah, whatnot. Yeah. It's weird. I saw an interview with you and Blue Gems in, in New York, right? Rest in peace, Blue oh, Gems. Back in the day. RP. RP. Yeah, RP. rest in peace. When were you in New York? Because you're from Philly, and I, I, we were probably in New York at the same time, but I just never, I never saw you. Um, I, I was, never hung I was, out. I was, I was in New York from like '01, so about like I want to say, um, maybe six years ago. Maybe I want to say, I want to say six, seven oh, years ago. Wow, you, you were in New York that time, right? Yeah, I mean, I was basically raised in New York since I was one years old, but like I left in 2005, but I was in the club scene since 2000. 2001 you know what i mean like but i was in the different clubs i was in a different i was in like the bottle service no like yeah but the thing is i was i was in those clubs though that's the thing okay like like i was i I was in marquee heavy and stuff like yeah yeah yeah. i've like i've opened up for what's that fucking man i like opened up for people at greenhouse and stuff like that okay okay i like would be in i was in like every club like yo i got banned from whip and then brought back the next week you know it's all good wait from whip from whip (laughs) yeah 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 wow yeah wait whip was was kind of like that shit was kind of ratchet right it was a little yeah yeah, i mean yo whip whip would be like because it was underneath greenhouse you were being whipped till like 6 a.m yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, it, like, like we be in whip smoking dust, listening to French Montana <laughs> next to model. It was all fucking great. It was great. Like during that time, I was like in those clubs. I like only did DJing wise a couple of those things, yeah. you know, because like you know I'm a smart person. I know my skill set. I'm only two. I'm only but two wiki wiki. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like I'm 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 making it to the second round of the free of the freestyle competition. You know what I mean? And that's why I passed out. You know, but like, but I, well, but you know I yeah. would like I would like do those things or like you know like I would play like the mainstream Saturdays like a little smaller thing lower east right, side right. and then do the house or whatever you know. Well, it's like yeah, but I was. Like, you was very much like a working New York DJ, right? Like you, you, yeah, was, you, 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 also, were, yeah, you had to play everything. You had to be whatever the club needed you to be. You know what I'm saying, right? Well, and also, I'm also a club thought. You know, I'm a club demon. You right. know what I mean? So like, I just it's 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 it, it's not. I was I was just in the clubs. That's why right. I was like, oh no, I know who you are. Like I. I've definitely been in the club while you DJ. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I was like at the table probably with the Hamptons people and the skateboarders, you know, doing cocaine. Like I, I wasn't talking, but you, <laughs> but you know the table I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I'm like, I would be like there then. I'd yeah, be yeah. at the like, you know, after hours at the queer people. I just like, I like clubbing, you know? So you, and were, I was DJ. you were in like the cooler scene than I was in New York then. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't really <laughs> tapped in, tapped in. I was like, you know, like a, I was like a working stiff out there when I was doing music, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I really like yeah, I got by off of off off of being pretty, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, which 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 is just mean buying lots of streetwear, you know, and being pretty and then like, you know, you 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 bring you bring low end models through, you know, like yeah. like the normal stuff and then, and then there's a skateboard who can't really skateboard but you know, sleeps on a on a girl's couch who promotes. Like those that's like I was in that club scene, you know, yeah, that yeah. shit saved my life, you know. It's funny like when I talk to people about the, the club scene in New York, like definitely around like the 2000s and they were like, yo, what was the, what was the most like valuable? Like what was, what was the most important thing to be like to have money, to be connected? And then we like my boy broke it down. He's like the most important thing. Anybody it doesn't matter if you were black, white, Asian or whatever. The biggest commodity was white women. 
So if you could bring white women to a club, or if you could walk into a club with white women, right? <laughs> like you was tapped, like you was tapped. Yo. In. That was the biggest commodity yo, in New York at I that mean, time, right? That was the real estate. Yo. It's it's, it's yo, foul like, as fuck yo, to say. It's yo. foul as fuck to say now, right? Okay, you know now, what I'm saying? Now, now I, I'm not going to say that out loud. Yeah, no, no, my name is Dan. So white girls, I can't say that. <laughs> that 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 being said, though, that being said, yeah, we 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 running with a lot of girls that got in the clubs. Also, I was selling drugs too and stuff like that. So yeah. we was bringing lots of white through to the club so you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> however however it needed to be you know like it, it, like like that and like and also also you gotta bring dudes too you have to bring dudes that attract white women so if you can bring a, a pretty skateboard dude you yeah, know yeah. what i mean that, that that will bring them there <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. you know it's like it's like it's like they're like um they're like chum for the fish and then somebody at the table, you know, they go, they like, they, they, they like go like, oh, I can go meet this white girl and stuff like that. Right. Go hang them, you know. This is before the whole fucking. It's like this. What's tri- that? Yeah, it's like this trifecta of manipulation, right? Where you have the. the- it, it's, 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 I know it's great, and all you need is, and then you, you need, and then you need a drug addict who is not afraid to bring in eighteen year old girls to a club. You know, that's it. We we call them a table promoter. You know what I mean? They're they're the lifeblood, the evil people. I don't I can't hang with them anymore. But but they they kept shit going in New York for a while. Yeah. You know? Is there statute yeah. limitations of what we could talk about now? Or is like this Yeah, this I think cool, he's right? good. He's good. Yeah. He's good. It's twenty years plus. I think he's okay. I, I kinda oh, wanna, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I do none of that. So I'm good. You yeah. know I, that's whatever. I, I can talk about selling drugs all day. So I'm good. Yeah, I, I'll talk about that all day. But like, yeah, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to ask, what were you, what were you pushing back then, or like, suppose what was, oh, yeah. pushing, what was you know your bread and butter? My salad paid my rent really, really nicely and like good, and like bought sneaks off of weed. Okay. Oh mm-hmm. wow, yeah, yeah. I really paid up because I had ecstasy, really, really good ecstasy, and then my going around having fun shit would be coke. And then every once in a while for like little stuff, I just would move mushrooms. I also did a lot of mushrooms myself. You know, like I would do like, I wake up, do the shift, my, cause I was doing myself. I wake up, do like, do like mush, I mean, do weed from like 10 to eight or something, you know, <laughs> then do some bulk e-sales, hit the clubs, move to eBay. I didn't like to move in the clubs because that's too much work. And then keep, you know, too dangerous. And then I just have the Coke sales and stuff like that, move grams to some people on the weekend and just have them in the club and stuff like that. Boom, 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 get the bags out. But I wasn't really super, like I, I all my boys really move Coke, but I wasn't really super into that because like, I'm very big into niches and having the best ecstasy at that time is really good. And that's how I got into dance music wow. because I, I had really good ecstasy. Yeah, because yeah, you know, wow. so, so you you started with hip hop, right? Because you 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 from Philly, yeah. Like, yeah, you was a hip hop head, yeah. And then you, so you actually got into EDM and dance music because of of dealing. You had to be in those surroundings and environments to deal, well, right? Well, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up on Baltimore Club and everything, right? Like, you okay, know, I like yeah, gypsy yeah. woman and stuff. Like I'm from Philly and stuff. Like, like yeah, I yeah. grew up on like the Percolator and stuff like that. I thought the Percolator was a Baltimore song until I got old. I didn't realize it was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Thought it was a Baltimore club song, right? Right. But yeah, but no. I, but when it came to like the other stuff and like really listening, I was like, yeah, I just was like dealing. I just like was like saw like was a Daytonator, a Deep Dish, or something like that. Might mm-hmm. be one of. And now I was like, I was like, oh, this is really dope. I can like you know make music for people and not have to deal with like giving beats to rappers and stuff like that, you know. And like I can yeah. like tell a story and stuff like that. And so that I got, that's how I really got into it. I was talking with a couple homies from New York, you know, Rattacan, Ross One, Moma, and like all the dudes. And they were like, yo, man, Dances was part of a really, really big song, like a big song. It's like it would be a song you never, uh, like you would never think he was a part of that song. And I was like, 
I was like, yo, what song is it? And they were like, yo, let me do some research. And yo, I was like shocked. And I was like, were you a part of the Pitbull Don't Stop yeah. the Party song? Yeah, you yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Are you having no a good shit. time out there? Yeah. That's my voice. You all having a good time out there? You're I a knew good it. Time out there. Damn. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, I got a plaque for that. That's oh, it. Oh, shit. Yeah. You got a plaque for that, too? Oh, shit. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy, though, because I know I'll get, I'll get publishing on it, but, like, I, I got a plaque. But it's wild, though, because, like, there, it always gets played in mad random places. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's my voice again. But now, like, my songs get played and stuff all the time, so it's like, you know, it happens, but not Pitbull level, sad to say. You know, I wouldn't be on this podcast. I'd be too big for it. I'm joking. That's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. I, I, it's just little radio humor. That's guys. facts. That's facts, though. That's facts. That's arguably one of his, I would say that's what, top five in Pitbull records of all time? No, no. That's I, 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 I don't know. know. That, 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 that was a big record for this era, but it's not one of the top five Pitbull songs. It's you not one so? of the top five. Really? I might have to disagree. Yeah. I'm Disagree. I say top three. Yeah. Really? Wow. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you ask like the casual Pitbull fan, but yeah. it did age well. So I guess it got more. I feel like other songs had bigger plays. You know, I mean, my, my favorite Pitbull song is that Afrojack thing. Is that's that that give me everything? That's oh, yeah. Featuring yeah. Neo. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's definitely that's, number that's, one. That's, 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 that's definitely I, number one. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I that one. I kind of agree though that Don't Stop the Party is is top five. I put yeah. it up there. Oh, yeah, Kulo, Caliocho, maybe. It's like a definite corporate. Party, you know? it's like a corporate yeah. party banger, yo. That's yeah. crazy. I've heard that song a million times. I had no idea that was you, bro. Same. <laughs> how, how did that yeah. even happen? Yeah, yeah. Basically, that was originally a TJR record. Right. TJR was signed to Rising. I redid the vocal for the TJR record. Pitbull did the song with TJR, and you know the, he he took the TJR bit song and he made it a made it a pop thing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And that was how I first, and I, and I met them because I knew Chris Lake's bands were back when they used to work for like Mastercraft and people like that. That was like when the formula for Pitbull was like taking any big EDM record and then just rapping over it, right? Or it was like around that. Yeah. Time. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 was, it, it, it was a good time. That, uh, some some of the worst era that that was that was the era that caused me to quit normal DJing. Really? It caused me to quit. Why? I, I would. I. I think. I. I mean. I was like going through shit in New York. I was like, just couldn't do the grind on the Saturday anymore. I just think it was something about playing. Like, and I like that music. Like, I like it. Yeah. But something about banging out and like just pounding Don Julio, Pitbull, and the Katy Perry or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just begging it out because I was like working at like this spot down. Like it's called like Stanton Social. It's like this like. Small restaurant lounge, but just want to energy, energy, and I was just like, okay, that's we're doing this, but I was just like, every week, I, it just like got to me because there's no, there was no good hip hop around. Yeah, that's when David Guetta ruined hip hop, you know, and that was just a really <laughs> bad era, you know, at a certain point. Wait, wait, you wait, know? and like, and wait, wait, you gotta explain though. What you mean when David Guetta ruined <laughs> hip hop? What you mean? David Guetta ruined. David David Guetta, I'm a very big David Guetta fan. I see him in the club, Matt Tom. But right. he ruined hip hop for two years, yo. Yeah, yeah. He ruined hip hop <laughs> for two years. Those, those like Nicki Minaj records. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like like all those sort of things like that. And those, I like, had blocked all that shit out of my mind, bro. Yeah, yeah you see, no, you see, I was I was there in the clubs pounding yeah. Don Julio yeah. in oysters, trying to drown my pain in oysters that didn't work. 
So you talking about you talking about like when sexy bitch was out, like around that time, right? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so that was oh eight. That was like two thousand eight ish. That yeah. was like oh ten or eleven, maybe. Yeah, yeah, eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, eleven. That was rough, yo, man. That was a rough time. So you time. see, like a forty five year old pale lady get down to sexy bitch, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> Yo, this is so crazy. Yo, you know what's that's the that's the time when New York like that's when the time when like every city became Las Vegas. It's like no, I it would crazy. I would leave Vegas. <laughs> I would leave I, I would leave Vegas and come to New York and I'd be like, why are they playing the same shit we playing in Vegas? Like I was just like Yo. why like why are they DJing like it's Vegas and why are they acting like this is Vegas? And it's like and then everywhere was Vegas. It was like Miami. Yeah, and the bottle like, service shit started. Yeah, out it was just like horrible. Yeah. It was like the worst shit ever, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It was madness too. And then also, at still at that time, people still wanted a whole New York vibe and stuff right. like that. So I'm doing like crazy math, trying to figure out how to throw in <laughs> shot caller over fireworks or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you know, that shit broke me to my core. I'm not built for that. Yeah, that shit broke me to my but core. But it, it fucked up. A lot of DJs, man. Like a lot, I feel like a lot of DJs that stayed in New York at that time really got their soul like sucked out of them, man. Like, and and then the New York scene just started like getting fucking. And I know you left, like you left for LA, like you you had enough of that shit, right? It was just getting worse. Yeah, I mean, I, well, yeah, I mean, I left, just like yeah, just like you know, I was just partying too much in New York, also because like you're still making like solid money, but then it's like DJ disc or the afters and stuff like that. I would do my gig. At the restaurant, be done at one. I would like go see gyms or something at the main party, like late night and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Just like that. New York's a lot better now. Like, just like mad people doing parties and stuff. It feels like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like cool little things. It just like felt like I was never, like, I was never going to be on that run. Like, I was never going to, I, I never was going to get a chance to play the, 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 the casino in St. Louis, you know? And, and <laughs> I was never going to have that, you know? It was never going to happen for me. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, I would play Miami, but like on some cool shit, I was just like, no, nah, that's not working. I need to like, change my life and like party less and like work on music and like do what you know i'm more suited at and trying to do that shit in new york that was around that time like musically where where were you where were you moving towards musically during that time i was like doing my thing in the club and like i was like sort of writing stuff some of it like came out and stuff but i was like really just trying to I was trying to be, I want to say I was like trying to, it was like post, it was like the beginning of mainstream medium, but also like kind of like post blockhouse techno. There's like yeah. Brodinski and Boys Noise really popping. Mm-hmm. I was like really thinking I was trying to do that and going to techno parties, but I was just like not there. I wasn't rapping like that. I was doing produce production. You know what I mean? Like, I was smoking mad dust and drinking all the time. You know, like that's the reality of the situation, you know? So like I had, like, I had to like get away from that, you know? And like, that's like, Wow, like really and like be like I'm gonna become a rapper. Like I have old tweets. I was like, yo, while other while other, you know, people are like are trying other rappers are trying to learn how to DJ. I'm like a DJ trying to become the EDM Drake. I got like tweets from like <laughs> like like seven years ago or something like that. Be like, I'd like really changed my mindset because like it wasn't um musically it wasn't popping, you know, like and not even like my career wasn't popping. My career wasn't popping because I wasn't doing anything good on my own. You know, like nothing yeah. happened outside my, I, I made beats all the time, but it was nothing good. 
there was no good songs. You know, it was it was a lot of dust smoking and you know and, and partying and stuff like that. You yeah. know, God damn, I, I don't think I've ever heard a motherfucker admit to dust smoking yeah, dust. Being so honest <laughs> then, about it, yeah, and then saying it like over like eight times and in, in like in a span of twenty minutes. This shit is crazy, yo. That's I can't. It's New York shit. I mean, all my people like a feet. I don't know. It's like mad. Miro be talking about smoking dust sometimes. You know, people have done it. You know, I don't yeah. know. People. Wait, so you went? You came to L.A. for your health, right? But also, you. Well, no, I, I would. I went to Philly first for like I was in back and forth between Philly and New York. Okay, down, down with the L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, he... I moved home like a smart person. Because <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait. When you went to Philly, you were just like, "Yo, I gotta like, I gotta like sober up, or I gotta like, like I gotta get away from yeah, this lifestyle. Like, so, like you gotta yeah, clean this yeah, shit." Yeah, up. I, was, I was like, yeah, I was. I was like, yeah, I like basically leave. I was like, I'm gonna like sober up, get my stuff right, and work on moving to LA to really like go and like do what I need to do to set my life up and stuff. Yeah. I like, um, but I went from like DJing on one thing. I was like DJing a random gig in like the East Village where I was like in a, a, little, a little small cage closet. Um, at a cocktail bar, I think I was getting like a hundred dollars. It was dope. It was, and then they then they stiffed my check one time. Then I basically stopped DJing. I just like worked out. Um, and then I just um. Worked out and stayed at home, and I did like what I do. I did Amazon M Turk. I did like Amazon M Turk, which is like you know, like I would like do surveys online for money and stuff like that. But I mapped it out, so yeah. I made actually good money and stuff like that after a while, you know. And then that and random music money and stuff that came in, I just knew that I just had to like sort of wait my life out in Philly. And yeah. wait for the money to come from a song mm-hmm. because, like, that's just how the music industry goes. Like, you got like a big song that's like number five on Beatport and stuff like that. It gets a million streams, but she's like, I know it's going to take this long to get the money and stuff Six like months, that. Six months, eight months, and shit. Yeah. yeah. Like a year, really, over that. You know, yeah, like, some, like, yes, yeah, sometimes it's a year. Sometimes, you know what? I, I knew, I knew someone actually, one, one of my partners that was on, on, on a track with me, and it had literally, I tried to make sure the paperwork was good. So we were all, getting getting our cut at the same time but whatever was going on with the label she ended up getting her cut like maybe like two years after oh wow and i and you know like meanwhile me and the the main artists and everything we saw our cut within within the same year i was you know i was going going to bat the label just trying to make sure you 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 guys were getting the cuts it seems like it seems like the labels do do the vocal artists a little dirty in that in that sense have you have you, have you yeah. gone through that shit a lot? I've had people try to do me dirty and stuff like that. I just accept. I, 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 you know, it's like that when you slay back when you slay the beats to rappers. Also, sometimes it takes a while to get paid on the whole shit. It's a fucking corporation, you know. I don't know. I've like done like I've done mad stuff for corporations, like you know, even DJing or even like done like voiceovers for commercial and stuff like that. And it's yeah. just a fucking bitch to get fucking paid sometimes, you know. Or if you license a song for a movie, it's just like. You're just like dealing with a corporate account. Like I just don't, I just accept that as part of the music game per se, you know. And like, if you're like not tapped in and stuff like that, it just would have come to you where it is, you know. And yeah. my whole thing is that there's not a check in the world that I'm trying to wait on anymore in my life. You know what right. I mean? Like, like, like I'm, I'm just gonna work more so there's more checks coming. You know, I don't want to have to be like hunting down a check like i'm gonna have them hunt me down to pay me you know what i mean like i just can't do that anymore because that shit broke my fucking soul when i was fucking djing in new york you know what i mean you're fucking hunting somebody named fucking raul at a fucking brunch you know you know over like (laughs) fucking two hundred dollars it's like oh my bad i'm the bad guy you know what i mean like yeah i'm sorry i haven't slept i smoked dust last night i'm not here to fuck you up over my money but you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm sorry that's you probably dust 
able to keep on bringing it up. That's Please. Just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, though. This is you said something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. Yo, <laughs> the, the, the listeners got to take a shot every time you say, yeah. I was doing dust. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking game now. So, wait, you said in a statement, right, when you, when you moved to L.A. that you consider L.A. the dance music capital. L.A. is the dance music capital of America. When it comes to commercial dance music, music that, that people listen to yeah. is the dance music capital of, of, of America. Really? Everything comes from here. New York has record labels and stuff like that, you yeah. know? But, like, if you're going to say what is controlling mostly of what you listen to, who's doing the big things, everybody big is in L.A. It's the dance music capital of America. When did that happen? When- I feel like New York and was kind of leading that shit at some point, right? And I then feel when did it- when New did it- York was at one time the clubs, the club scene of the club capital of America. Right, like right, club okay. Dance music, right, like right, that. yeah. And I would say whenever Diplo moved out here, okay, <laughs> it, 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 I, it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that Diplo moving out here made it. I'm saying Diplo makes smart moves, right. and Diplo definitely moved out here in the dance music capital of America. Right around that time, where people really is like, okay, you want to do pop stuff and this and that. That's when it came. I was like, oh, eight or something. Yeah, because like, 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 okay, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. and all that shit. Yeah, uh, banana split and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that's when yeah, electro, like, yeah, electro was emerging, yeah. and then all that. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! I that's didn't, like I didn't realize when Sydney Sampson started popping too, like when Riverside came out around yeah, that time. Yeah, 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 that's time. Yeah, yeah. that's and that's when I first wanted to move out here, but I never did. I stayed in New York and stuff like that, Dang. and like I should have moved out here. But like, yeah, it's 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 like the is definitely the dance music capital of like commercial stuff in America. That's like nothing else compares. So wait, you've been out here and you've been in on the West Coast in L.A. Since since when? Since what year? Five years. Five, Five years. Twenty sixteen. All right. Nice. And I kind of wanted to put this together because, like, you you posted something on Twitter, and I didn't even know about this, but you were in like a horrific, like it was. <laughs> yeah. You were in a fucked up car accident. Like you you showed the video for that shit, and yeah. I don't know how you survived that shit. Was it a? I've t- probably I mean, watched that gift a million times. What, is it? <laughs> I mean, save it. Was that in LA or New York? That was that was LA. So I had came out here because I was um I was still living in Philly and I was like on some I came out here for a month to be like, yo, let me figure out the vibes, see what I want to do. Yeah. And that week I was just like, yo, fuck it. I'm not getting my ticket back home because I flew in spirit. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. I never wanted that again for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, and little did I know. No, A few days later, it was like single to my weekend, and I got hit by the car. I jumped out the way, and then I basically spent my most of my first year in LA in the hospital and in a wheelchair, and oh then like God. a walker and stuff like that. And now I use a cane. I'm like permanently disabled from that, but you know, like it's whatever, you know. You, so like it was like, like a, but, it was like a two car crash or some shit, right? Like you had- no, it was it was it was it was it was. The car crashed into a wall, and I moved out the way so I didn't get crushed by the wall. I had both legs <laughs> like broken all the way up and everything. So you was in the so you were like, "Yo, you doing a fresh start? I'm gonna go from from New York to Philly to LA. I'm gonna do a fresh start." You go to LA, yeah, and in the first around in the first month or so, you get hit by a car. You almost you almost lose your yeah. life, and then you're yeah. you end up in the, in the hospital for how long? Like a I was in the hospital for I want to say three months, three, four months, I forget, like with hospital rehab. And mm-hmm. then I spent that I got out the hospital. I was like in my apartment in a wheelchair, but like not really moving. Kind of like I just had to learn how to like get mobile again and stuff like that. So I spent like the better part of a year 
not walking. I got like I got into a I got to a walker for a little bit. I had to do a walker for a few months, and then I got a cane. And I still use a cane. I've been on a cane for like since like 2017. Damn, you know? crazy man. God damn, bro. Yeah. But like, I don't like I don't use the cane in the house or nothing. And like, I walk around without the cane, but I don't walk that fast. It's easier with the cane, and it gives like a visual. You know what I mean? Because if you're just walking around, stumbling around, people might think you're on dust. No, I'm just disabled. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, but, but uh, I, I did that. Uh, I know, no, no. I, did, I, was, I was about that, to say that, I don't. That. I don't think that would be the first thought in my head. Like, oh, yeah, I wasn't my first thought. <laughs> you know, no, but if you see, go, but, like, if you're in a party, if you're in a party, and like I walk fucked up sometimes because yeah. my leg hurts, like I stumble, I don't move like that, and like I like like look normal because people don't know they see pictures of me. You know, right. you want to know that I got a fucked up leg or something like that. It's yeah. like. If I bump into somebody, it's just this like two hundred pound like drunk person bumping into you and stuff like that. Like, no, yo, I'm like I'm fucked up. You like I, my legs fucked up. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And so yeah. when you bring a cane, it gives a visual representation right. that there's a disability to people around you. Right. Like I don't use it in my house or nothing like that. I don't use it to get mail, but I really use it when I'm out. When I'm crossing the street, I don't, I don't you know, yo, I, I don't cross the street that fast. And yo, you know how it is. You know, you know how it is. Like, you know. Niggas, you know what I mean? They they don't they, they they expect you to go a certain a certain path across the street. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like black lives don't matter when you cross the street. So at least gotta give a cane. You know what I mean? Yeah, Say yeah, no, yeah. I walk I walk slower or I'm homeless. You know what I mean? Those are the two things. Because you know, because like yeah, when you're disabled, all the homeless people give you the nod because it's mad disabled homeless people and stuff like yeah. this. You know, so like you're on like like you know like I learned that like LA. Like, I, I became friends with the homies because like there's like they like, all feel the struggle. It's like a whole thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you, you stand in LA? Um, you know, honestly, I'm not. I want to disclose that I'm paranoid. I got mad ops, you know. Um, so <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> say it loud. You get Vlad real quick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, say less. I think I heard in the interview you were saying that you really never even in that horrific horrific accident you never really got into pain meds and we was kind of like your savior. Right, like, well, really, like I was, I was doped up all in the hospital. <laughs> Let's be clear, I was yeah. doped up. I had that shit in my. I was like doped the fuck up. But people also brought me edibles in the hospital, so I did less and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But after the hospital, I had two. I want to say I had two like opiates or something like that. I had them and I just had weed the whole time. I did go in when it was like, my checkup and I was like in pain. I asked for some more and like. They didn't give it to me. I was like, you know, I'm not going to bag maybe just my whole thing. And like, yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't done an opiate since 2016. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I haven't like done it any any way, shape, or form. I just like smoke mad weed all the time. I do dabs like crazy and stuff like that. And that's just like what I do. So like, you know, like it's because that shit. I mean, yo, opiates hit slap. I learned that in the hospital. Like, I'm yeah. just really happy that. I had I live in California, so I could just always have medicine and stuff like that. But that shit really helps me out. Yeah, yeah. Were you thinking about making music, or you were just like, "Yo, I just want to fucking oh. walk again." Like, I just want to, I just, you know, like. Nah. Uh, well, I knew I was gonna walk again okay. because I got the prognosis. It was I had no spinal shit when I woke up in the hospital. I said, "Cause I saw the car hit me." I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not dead. I thought I was dead." Oh shit! You know, shit. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm fucking alive." Fucking you know, crazy, yo. Yeah, you know, like, like, yeah, you know, and I was like, I was like, I'm like, oh my god, thank God, I'm so happy to be here, you know, and like, I, I tweeted something. I wish I would kept it, but like, my lawyer at the time told me to leave it so I didn't fuck up my lawsuit. You know, I was like, I, I, I was like, y'all, y'all fucked up, man. Y'all fucking gave a fucking smart ass nigga 
fucking mad time to think you you fucked up and stuff like that. And my dick didn't work either. I was living in such a, a place of pure purity. And like, I just like, I thought about making music all the time for a while. It got kind of weird. I was like really focusing on getting iced out chains or something. I felt like I needed that. But I was just like, what well, I needed. And like, you know, like, you know, but no, like, I mean, I knew I couldn't DJ anymore because like I couldn't stand like that. So I really had to focus on making music and stuff like that. And I just, I was in the hospital. I had nothing to do. You're in the hospital all day. I, I never, I couldn't leave my. My bed also we have to remember this i was in a bed all day yeah, yeah yeah so i was in a bed all day doped up and on edibles and yo i just like would yo i, I spent a week listening to march madness verse two on repeat okay mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like 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 very weird like hermit monk shit analyzing stuff you know analyzing weird rap just right and just like going really in on stuff and like analyzing song flows and like i i just was just like you know that's just and when I got out the hospital, I was in a wheelchair. I had nothing to do. You know, I mean, I couldn't hit the streets. So all I could basically do was just I just smoked all day. I I had crazy lights in my in my in my crib. I just did I just did dance music. Like I I really I, I was just like and I, I was I think I was just happy to be there. And I was also like I'm gonna do this. And that I like had sort of gotten past certain things. But I was like, yo, honestly. I'm very lucky to be alive. I'm very lucky to be here for numerous other reasons. Being a fucking nigga from Philly who got to like fucking just rapidly dance. Like I don't need to like care about other bullshit. Cause like, I'm obviously beating the odds statistically outside of the car and everything. Yeah, so why yeah. the fuck would I care? It just became like, you know, I was like, I was doing music. Like shit doesn't pop off. Like sometimes you will come and say, yeah, that's why you're not killing. I was like, yo dude, I'm a nigga from Philly. I'm killing it at all times. Please being in this situation, you aren't even overachieving what you want from us like shit's great like shit's really so i it really put me in like a very good like perspective not that makes me a happy person i'm an angry philly dickhead but it puts me in a very nice everything you know very chill you know well you like in in in, yeah i mean it's like the east coast version of feeling blessed like you were very you were very thankful like yeah like i'm blessed yeah (laughs) he was like kanye when he survived the car crash man yeah like like that that moment of clarity you know what i mean yeah, except the one thing I will say, as a person, I thought about this, the yeah. Kanye didn't have the long hospital stay, which is a tiny yeah. different sort of thing. That yeah. isolation really changes the whole vibe and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's like, because like, actually me and Tiger Woods had the same surgery. I looked at the same sort his legs fucked up all the same sort of way, you know? It's like just the same. It's a long recovery process. And like, you, you can't see nobody. When you were kind of like, getting out the hospital and you were, and you started working on music. Is this when you, you and Chris Lake like dropped those songs or no, 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 go Pete, just beat this. I had said, I did the vocal for operator. The first one. Yeah. So I this, had did that already. Oh, so, the, I'm, so we're talking about the Chris Lake, the operator ring, ring song, right? Ring, ring goes the telephone. There's no one home. Ring, ring goes the telephone. There's no one home. 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 That, yes, yeah, that yeah. song. Yeah. I had wrote that song in New York oh. and recorded it in New York. That was a song where I was like, I couldn't get this stuff right production-wise, but I knew it was good. And this is actually not a joke. That song was either about being on ketamine or being on dust. You're out your face. <laughs> Operated, everyone's standing, no one dancing. I wrote it after a really crazy night, and I, and, I, and Chris hits me up. He's like, yo, you got any vocals? I was like, I do. I got something. I got some stuff. I sent a pack over, and that was in it. I knew it was in it. He did it, and I heard it when I was in the hospital. Mm, wow. I wow. heard it. I was in the hospital. I was just like, everything's good. I was like, everything's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything, every, like, like, like months before even, because it came out like 
months later, but I heard I was like, everything was fired. This song's going to be the one that hits, you yeah. know? And then I, my dad came out the hospital. I was doing stuff. And that's why I did the Walker and Ray songs. Mm-hmm. And then I did more Chris Lake stuff. I did that all. I give her right back. Um, the, I did two songs on Walker and Ray's album, Take Me to Your Leader and Love and Marriage. And then I wrote another one. I did like all those in like a few weeks or something like that. Always yeah. in the wheelchair in my in my living room and so, stuff like that. So like it actually inspired you, right? Because you heard that shit while you were in the fucking hospital. You're like, yo, yeah, it was, that, yeah, that was that was dope. And also was inspiring is that I had done that another song, TJR, as hypnotized. And he got he got he got um, EDC to wish me get well soon. So I always think that's always that's kind of dope, you know. Yeah. And like yeah, because like you know it's very weird when like you do music and like it's popping and like you're nowhere near it you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. like I, I i still do it that way because i'll be in festivals sometimes i just like be tired and I'm, you know so i'm just like like i experience all my music really like through my phone like 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 through the story is like how i'm used to seeing it i'm not really used to really actually seeing it in the club and i really don't care yeah as hypnotized is just a fucking gem <laughs> I'm Speaking, glad you like that. So, yeah, no, uh, that just resonated to me as a black man loving ass. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm happy. That like guilty, that, was like a, that was like a guilty pleasure record of mine. I'm, I'm happy that. I'm yeah, happy that uh, I, think, I thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> where, where do you where do you see yourself right now? Or like, yo, know, like I mean, we just went through like the craziest year, obviously, right? 2020, the craziest year. Yeah, Trump, COVID nineteen, Black Lives Matter. Where are you, and where is the EDM world right now? Do you know what I'm saying? Has anything changed? Is it the is it the same? You know what I'm saying? Do you feel like your 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 place in the whole in the community in the industry is the same? You know what I'm saying? After this whole year, you know. Um, I would not. I I, I don't know if anybody knows anybody's place. I would say that. Mm-hmm. Um. I I feel that my music coming out, I got big records we've been sitting on, yeah. is going to go in a different direction. And like, I mean, not different directions, it's really like make things very good. I would say, and honestly, career wise, I mean, I don't got like they're booking everybody who had who had the festivals before this year and stuff like that. And you you know, like so, there's no momentum per se. You know, because there's no club gigs. Cause those are you can book festivals because they're further out, but there's no club gigs, and that's what people look at. Like I got one festival gig. Um, I think that's how it is for a lot of people. You know, because unless you like really establish yourself in some weird way, putting out music, yeah. but they're not really there's not much new slots. Um, so I mean, that's like that reality per se. Um, people still want to work with me the same level, but when it comes to the gig world, I'm like not at the leveled out would have been if things happened but uh not life-wise or anything it's you know and like i i I do feel like there's i'm probably gonna party less you know because in edm there's mad like weird people who went q and and stuff like that like all this other weird (laughs) shit and stuff like that so like I'm, I'm gonna probably be like around people less. That's just like how I feel in general after this whole thing. Like I don't really like I got. It's gonna take me a while before like I'm like I'm popping out. 
but like it's gonna take me a while before I'm really, really popping out, really, really trying to see people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like I, like I need to like take time to myself and like pray or something. You know, before like you know, because like I'm not even used to be around like crazy fucked up people like that. Like it's <laughs> just like you know, I'm like I'm not built for that. You know. Yeah. But did you notice like a division happening in the in like last year of like because we kind of saw it with obviously in the in the open format DJ world, we definitely saw there was like a division. You know what I'm saying? With like liberals, like left and right, you had Trump supporters, you had COVID deniers, you had no. anti-mask motherfuckers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you had, yeah. You had, we had Joe Maz, You know, like everyone. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who was the Joe Maz of your? ED? I mean, he was kind of EDM too, but you know, no, because any? the thing of, you got you got to understand, it's a mostly pale world. Yeah. And it's a, it's a world that lives in the Disney world, Disneyland world of plur, where everything is like you know, and like so. And, and there's no hip hop um, influence or any way like attitude with it. So when things are said, when, when, when there, there will never be a, oh, we really can't fuck with that person. You know, somebody can kind of be a Trump supporter or something like that. Like they might say something, but like, yo, it, yo, yo, there was, what's this fucking D? There's this fucking DJ named, the, the Joe Mazzle word, his name is Squanto. I hate to oh, say the yeah. fucking name. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. Squanto. Yeah. Squanto is a fucking rhythm DJ had been fucking posting QAnon fucking bullshit from for posting like anti-transphobic stuff, all this stuff for the longest time. People would say something to him. It, it, it took the longest time. People still fucked with him. It's like, I just feel bad for his head and stuff like that. And like that, you know, but like, you, you know, it's, it's like, it's like people roll for that person for the longest time because it's like, it's all like, you know, peace. So like people just express an opinion, man. And if you say something fucking crazy, being like, like I would say, like, honestly, I'll fuck you up real Real life pussy, you know, you, you a fucking racist, transphobic motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Come see I've me. Seen it. I've and seen like, it. You, and, and, and like, and like, I'm not even. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gonna fuck with any person, but I'll fucking tell so you suck my fucking dick, pussy. Real life, you know what I'm saying? And you want to do? You ain't, ain't, I've learned everybody's pussies. So I'm not going to jail, you know what I mean? I, I'll call, call you a pussy, you know what I mean? But then you're the bad guy for that. Like, there's, it's yeah. real. There's, there's, there's no, there's no niggas around, and and and, and 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 you get spoken around in a certain way, and it's a world of like. All hippie plur because there's no niggas around, you know what I mean? And 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 that as a result, there was no divide. It just sort of gets sweeped to the rug and stuff like that, you know. People did stuff during EDM, which which, which I saw the craziest shit happen. I, I'll talk about this. I'm gonna fuck your peep this. This fucking song got used in a in a Black Lives Matter protest, right? An instrumental song, and people did the chant over it, right? cool right but let's see you know the fucking labels promoting it it's like yeah but that's kind of corny yo you can't like promote the song you know what i mean it's like if i say something like directly about it i'm the bad guy for saying it you know what i mean because it's not that deep it's not that deep but like these little things and like how it interacts with people it's like it's it's just not there's it's it's like when you're at a corporation mm -hmm. and there's no representation right. certain things get certain things get you know sneaked in and stuff like that yeah, yeah. it's like not that deep it's like all these little microaggressions and stuff like that and like you know and like so i mean i say how it is and stuff like that but it's just like you know dancers is erratic which i am i'm a bipolar nigga but i'm also keeping a hundred about certain stuff because they don't really understand because there's not that many people around that come with that sort of perspective right. so when certain types of black anger comes out in certain ways it there's no reference you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and then when they see and then they see me and they're like they're like they're like they're like they're like oh i'm right there i'm out 
no, nigga, I'm not just like you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. this comes off of fucking drug dealing and DJing. It's not really the same. So my anger is not coming like from this whole perfect perspective. It's like, no, I understand what it's like being a 14 year old nigga in Philly and, mm-hmm. and not having certain things. And I hate it for that person. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I hate it for that person. And it's not about me. My life's good no matter what. And I think that thing, as a result, it doesn't exist. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's it. Sorry, that's my that's my no, feel. No, no, yeah, that was great. That was great. But, but there's that it's that tone deafness, right? It's just like tone deaf, and it's like, oh, yeah. and it's like, do you correct every you know like misdemeanor act that that gets you know like there's so many misdemeanors. Yeah. Everyone's committing all these misdemeanors of like tone deafness. You know what I'm saying? What you know is because it's about communities. Yeah. Okay. And 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 you know you know you're from you know you're from New York and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? What, what, what part of New York are you from? I'm from Manhattan, like uh, Upper, Manhattan? West, Upper West Side and Spanish Harlem. Yeah, six, six, six. Rough, yeah. I mean, anyway, you know, I was, I was asking, I was, but like, you know, like you know, you know, and like you know, you guys are in hip hop. When you're in, there, you, you, there are certain rules you do to abide by the community and stuff like that, and and you get checked on them in certain ways. It's all little things, you know what I mean? It's like all little things. Hey, if you want to hang out with frat boys, you got to wear green on St. Patrick's Day. You know what I mean? It's like it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Like and. And the tone deaf doesn't exist because those community standards don't exist at all in the, in, in the, in the world, mm-hmm. you know? And and you either have to make a decision to adjust your tone to their tone because they are you actually, if you react a certain way, you're going to be tone deaf, you know? It's just it's just how things go in, in certain places, you know what I mean? And and, and that is it it's it's that is the community choice that's been chosen to happen. And there has been people that's learned some stuff and that because of like certain conversations and stuff like that, but it's still like very, very hush whispers or stuff like that. And like yeah. people, because it's just like, it's it's all very new. I've seen DJs who like said stuff and they're like, they're like, like, wow, I didn't know so many people felt this way that there are races that post up this for black people. I was like, I was like, I've been told you, man. I was like, I've been told you, yo. I said, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all these people are racist. I'm like, why? Because they don't got no black friends. I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you can't have that many people. There's no representation. You have no idea. You say dumb shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's like, yo, and, and these people is homophobic. Also, people say dumb shit all the time. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm straight. You know what I mean? We both like pussy, but I don't mean you got to say something against somebody who, 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 who's like queer or something. You know what I mean? And like people, like people. I remember one time I was in the club and like, yo, I'm I'm just I'm chilling and this one dude says, What's up, F slur? What's up, F I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, how can you do that? Why would you do that? I said, like, I, like, I know for a fact that gay homies three is three seats away from us, you know what I mean? And like, but you're what that's how straight dudes are the rat, you know what I mean? That's that's the, you're you're all in that world. That's that's how it goes down. Yeah. You know, and then and then it's actually tone deaf to not be homophobic because if you're not homophobic, you're excluded from that community. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so, so you play by the rules of the community, and the rules of that community that the EDM chose to have is you gotta be a certain kind of happy about a certain way, or everything has to take a very, very Martin Luther King perspective from a very holistic Sunday school version. Of what you think Martin Luther King did? It was funny because around I think last year, right, the, that that one DJ Black Madonna, right? She had to she like changed her name to Blessed Madonna. Yeah, Blessed Madonna. She, yeah, because she, she's a she's a white. She's like a white chick, like and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, she's she's cool. I'm, yeah, I'm homies with her. Yeah, but she she did she choose to change her name or I I saw like a lot of backlash on Twitter about her needing to change her name. You know what I mean? 
No, they, it was people were saying it for the longest time ever. Yeah, people were saying it for the longest time ever. Like, yo, people, this. I knew her before her name was like Madonna. We we're on the same message board. Yeah, and I had first had an issue with that. I first had an issue with that until she explained it. I was like, oh, this makes sense. I go to Black Madonna Google. This thing is, I'm totally fine with this whole thing. Totally fine. I had no issue with it. But she also is a white lady that is playing very, very classic house and disco and stuff like that. Right. Great DJ. I'm a big fan of Blessed Madonna. I got her T-shirt. I've seen her. One of my, I love to go see her. So that, and like, is she in her in her very open environment? For everybody, all genders, orientation, everything. So nothing. But there's also representation issue, and people had issues with some stuff. And after a while, it's just like she changed her name for the good of the thing. I think it's a good name, name change, and like people are gonna be less bummed, bummed, bummed out. Also, people are still going to be mad at her anyway because right. she's one of the biggest people who does those sort of things, you know, and she's a lady, yeah. you know, and so, like, people get on her. And she also used to be very, she used to be very opinionated on Twitter, and she don't say shit no more. She barely <laughs> talks on Twitter, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So It's a lot, know, of, it's a lot that, of humbling shit, yo. It's, it's, last year was humbling for a lot of motherfuckers, man, for real. Like, Oh, I mean, shit was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, D, what was he gonna, were you going to ask him? No, just he had, he had said, you had said something that stuck out to me is like when you don't have point of reference for something, all these kind of different miscommunications can happen. So I feel like just even like with me understanding like what Crooked might be feeling when people are like preaching stop Asian hate. If I don't have a point of reference, mm-hmm. it can really skew how I view and how I approach him. You know what I mean? And to me, I just stuck out that you say point of reference because for me, that's everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean that. Yeah, that was, you know, that was, that was, that was, you know, the Asian thing. Actually, some of the EDM had, which actually they tripped me out because I, I, I assume everybody's racist, you know. But I learned that yeah. when somebody would see a funny, with somebody, with somebody would see like a Asian meme or something, they would send it to the Asian guy I knew Henry from Space. I was like, oh wow, that happens to you. You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, I would have never thought that. You know, kind of would have thought there was like, you know, like some sort of, you know, thing. I was like, wow, y'all really just racist to anybody who's not pale like that. Like, like I knew y'all was racist towards Asians, but you know, but yeah. but like, I didn't, I didn't realize like the level of certain things. You know, it wasn't talked about. You know, the, the one thing that that was never really talked about it was a very hard conversation that people never really had. It's like the whole Asian black community anything and stuff like that yeah, yeah. i was just like i was just like i was like i was because people who are racist were using that for the weirdest things like i never had it was it always like, like, like yo so why aren't you like saying that for age i was like i think you say mad fucked up stuff about black people white people <laughs> not like not asian people i was like I was like, I was like I was like this is a very weird thing to happen but like i just think you know people been inside and people just been looking at reasons to send shots at people for no reason people you know everybody has has created a moral code in their mind. Yeah. And that was a very weird thing during this time, you know? Because yeah. like people are judging are judging people still for mask wearing at all times right now. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like if, if you're in a circle of like pretty diverse different types of people, like you know, like if you have black friends, Latino friends, Asian friends, I don't think you really have to announce anything to anybody. I mean, depending on like the number of following you have, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it, like for me to announce black lives matter on my Twitter, like all my motherfuckers know black lives matter. Like there's no fucking question. Like I don't need to announce that shit to nobody. I don't need any of my black friends or non Asian friends to post like stop Asian hate. Like that shit is a given. Like I don't need any of that shit to do it. But I think it's funny when motherfuckers do that. I don't think it's funny, but I, I feel like motherfuckers who do announce that shit, are very much like, damn, I don't want my money to get fucked up. I better say some shit 
before this shit fucks my money up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, well, so one, 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 one true, but also I think it's good that they do that though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I used to, I used to feel that way. And like, yeah. it's, and then like I openly ask because like I have like mad like queer friends from like New York party scene and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm, I'm like, yo man, like, yo, you know that. I'm cool with everybody, you know. I was like, yeah, I'll be in the park. So I was like, I was like, do I need to say something during Pride Week? And the homie told me, he's like, yo, the homie Brick told me, he's like, he's like, yo, I get it. I know you all cool, but one of your fans might see or something, yeah, and yeah. just seeing that and stuff like that, and also it knows people to operate in a certain way around you, so they want to do certain things. I was like, okay, I fucks with it, you know what I mean? So I always say something when it's Pride time, you know, like I always because like. Cause like sometimes, obviously actions do speak louder than words, but sometimes you have to say things just so people feel welcome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when everybody else is doing it and stuff like that. You know, because cause then sometimes it's like because also not saying, also saying it will drive away people. And I felt some people took a very conscious decision to not say stuff or to or to make the kind of statement that they made sure was not too strongly with people like that's why it's, 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 it's how it's worded it's just like just to let you know we're not for racism you know yeah. and also please protest peacefully and then boom right on dj show the next day very very clear certain stuff and that was the very sus stuff yeah i thought it was really interesting around the time with like black lives matter like when all the protests was going on and the shit was like crazy like diplo was like on a uh a country music rollout for a country album. <laughs> it was, I was just like, I remember that time and I was just like, I was in a group chat. I'm like, yo, this is like probably the worst timing for this motherfucker ever. He's just like, he just wanted to like promote this new country album that I feel like he made a country album just to match his outfits. Like he was just into country, like wearing <laughs> country shit. And he's just like, fuck it, I'll do a country album. Like, and he just released some shit. And I was like, yo, this dude, it's just like picking the worst time to do this shit. But you could tell, like, he was just like, what's going on? Like, I hey, what, like, Black Lives Matter? Like, nah, I got, like, a country album. And then, like, it just happened, like, the same fucking weekend. And it was just like, you could just see, like, uh, he's like, and he just kind of disappeared. He's like, I guess I need to shut the fuck up now. And, like, I guess this yeah, album's man, a wrap. Like, this album's, like, it's, like, done. It's a wrap. Like. And it just yeah, nothing ever happened with that. The few singles in the, the numbers, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, but that's that's just because like, when are you ever gonna ch- peep the? When are you gonna peep the country album? You know what I mean? You're never gonna peep it. You know, yeah, yeah. it was like normal as country with like a little bit of like you know heavier production and stuff like that, but like yeah. good and like you're never gonna pop into it. Like I listen to the song, anybody listen to the fucking you know the thing, but. The, the people that listen to the album was not fucking listening to Dip, Diplo doing his fucking reggaeton shit or fuck like that, you know? Yeah. They didn't listen to that or, or Diplo's disco record. Mm-hmm. That's just like how he worked. You know, he just, Diplo is like the Amazon of dance music, you know? I don't know. That's, that's a crazy <laughs> quote. Take that back. That's a crazy quote. I don't know what that meant. That was, that, that was a metaphor, which like y'all saw, but like yeah, that was not. But it, that makes, was not, but it, 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 it makes sense though. It's, it's, it makes like, perfect it, sense. It, it, it makes perfect sense. sense. Yeah, it made perfect sense, but that sounded like very because I fucked with it. But I sounded like I was like, yeah. "Cause people hate Amazon." I was like, "No, it's lots of options for niches, you know." <laughs> Amazon and dance music. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I feel like we all. I feel like we all like Diplo. I just think like you know, it's like when someone's on top like that, you know, like everyone's un- like pause that's underneath them, or like you know what I'm saying. Like they're all gonna break down with everything that he's doing. I mean, this is like with any big DJ, big producer Yo, okay, on top. Okay, you know? okay. Can, 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 can I, can I, mean, I, can I you tell can, you as a person? You can even look at Drake. Oh, oh, like oh, every, oh, we, oh. like everyone clowns Drake for every fucking thing he is, but he's the artist. Like he's the biggest artist of oh. of art. You know what I'm saying? 
can, can I speak here once? Yeah, yeah. One is a person <laughs> who calls himself who, who called himself the EDM Drake yeah. before so I could do what he says. Also the person who used to joke who used to say what would Diplo do yeah. and stuff like that. I I've done mad studying on Diplo because because something stuck on me. Yeah. I remember one time I was going to Philly on the Chinese bus and this was like around the MIA era and that nigga Diplo was on the fucking bus. I was like, Oh wow, I need to learn across I need to learn lessons. This this man's out here saving money and stuff like that. <laughs> and then like I was and this this I would like think about mad stuff, especially when we moved to us. Like, you know what? Diplo likes to party and have fun, but it's like in a very way that makes sense, you know? Like in his green room, there's nice food and stuff like that. It looks healthy. There's not like plates of cocaine and stuff like that. Like all this other <laughs> stuff, you know, like it's like I was like at that time I would have had plates of cocaine, you know? And that, you know, like just just cause. And like I think people tend to copy what Diplo does and not his methods per se, you know? Like they don't even, they don't really study his mind thing. Like I, I went to um a, a documentary the Diplo documentary, and there was a question and answer thing. And it's just like, yo, so what kind of music would you do to do this? I was like, didn't you watch this fucking documentary of this motherfucker fucking traveling all over to do shit? And people never got, never get that shit. I actually went to go see Gome, a, a Gome party with DJ Lag out here. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I was doing some dumb shit. And I'm like, and literally only other person at the motherfucking party who shows up is fucking Diplo for this person who's not popping. A few months later, that dude got fucking DJ Lag produced on Beyonce's record. And I fucking got that dude fucking signed to the thing on Atlantic because I happened to be at the thing. But like, it, these kids won't, won't, will not do that. They will just copy what Diplo does. They don't go out and search and do stuff. They don't really take any good lessons from Diplo. It's like Diplo's doing future based on country. So I guess I gotta do this. And this is how we market stuff. It's like, no, maybe you need to like go to a cool party or something like that. And that's what you need to do. And I think that people always take the wrong lessons from this to the person who's just a weird music nerd. He's just a very attractive music nerd, you know? Besides that he has no other skills. Keep that in. Keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> Keep that in. Keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> Yo, but but uh, you know, like Kate Chinada, like winning Best Dance yeah. Recording, winning the Grammys for like Best Electronic Album. Does this change anything in in the in the industry? I feel like it does. Like that's a that's a big fucking deal. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't change. It the only change is the bookings that Kate Chinada is getting, mm. and then and then depending on how those bookings go and stuff like that, there might be some more people like that going on. But K. Trinata is ghetto-sized already. He's already sort of in the selection sort of area. Yeah. And that's how people look at him, stuff like that. You know, um, he's not really changed. And I'm a big K. Trinata fan, but just like how we're bookings go and stuff like that. There's not going to be like, we're going to be getting a whole lot of that vibe in the club, but it's just one K. Trinata. Right. It's yeah. not boom, boom, boom. And like, I think, you know, but I will say that him winning that changes things four years from now. You know, mm -hmm. four or five years from now, because if you're like a, you know, like young black or queer kid who sees fucking Kate Trinata with this Grammy for this some fucking shit like that, then shit's going to happen and go a certain way. But, you know, that's I mean, that Be Your Girl record changed music that that Be Your Girl record is probably one of the most important records of the last decade easily last 15 years that shit changed stuff that that remix you know so i think the grammy's amazing like I, but i don't know if it's going to necessarily change the industry it depends who comes along with them like somebody has the bite k Trinata and also new numbers for that to change i'm not sure anybody's going to really bite k Trinata. he's really hard he, he's like really good i don't know i i do see it kind of shifting the sound like i've noticed i've been hearing more house music 
than like you know like the typical EDM that I've heard. Like, you know, what I'm saying in the, in the past three to four or five years, I'm hearing more yeah. housey. You know what I'm saying? Like more R and B, sexy, sexy, cool. Yeah, and that's just like the whole overall thing, and just like that. As people been listening more dance music, streaming, and YouTube's the biggest market. And like, yo, that that music does very well on YouTube. Yeah, it does amazingly well on YouTube, and that's yeah. just like what people like to listen to. And like house, also. I mean, that that big EDM also doesn't work in clubs. It just doesn't work in clubs. You know, yeah. like your massive, hard, well record that's not the pop song can only be played at big festival stages you just can't play in clubs like you can but it's just like it's yeah. just for massive situations it's like only for these things but yeah. house music you can play house music at the backyard or a house party and it always hits yeah, yeah do you yeah. um what do you call it do you where do you see like i guess your place in everything and the music that you're about to drop and what what sound are you going to start like tackling or like you know showcasing well, I got my, I got some, you know, regular like house. I got, I, I'm, I'm shooting a video for this next thing called Skinny Dippin'. It's called Walker Racist Thing label, um, in like the next couple of months. Like that's a song which everybody is like looking forward to. That's just gonna be like, you know, big festival, like like good things, like you know, it's like fun dancing, which the kids been asking for for like two years. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and then I'm doing other collabs, and like I'm working on an album, you know, nice. and. I'm my my vision for the album is I'm trying to make I'm trying to make I'm I'm really trying to make in between records you know where like we're like I like it's like if you want to play the house record you know but you can't really play the house record you know that's what it's there for you know like where it's like where it's like you're like not really trying to play a vibe you sort of need a hook or something like that and like that's just what it is but like not where it's like it's not a car David Quetta shot. I mean, those are banging songs, but it's like not even that. It's just like, yeah. oh, this is like a house that you put on, you listen to at home. It's like for people that like dance music mm-hmm. but want to listen to it, but like not want to listen to it in a heady way. Just club banging and stuff like that, you know? Jump, jumping on couches, turning them up, you know, like that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And then, oh, and I work, I'm working this one hook, it goes like this. It's like, it, it goes, it goes, I wear tire like you people. I don't follow. I'm the leader. We the cultures you ride influences and sad because I like you people. This for the freaks, the thoughts and ratchets. This for the geeks, the odds are savage. This for the locals, some things and scammers. Cast out, left out, felt like bastards. Born like this, don't want forgiveness. Born like this, don't ask forgiveness. Just like, just like you know, I'm making music for the people who drive the pedicab. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> or 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 for or for the people who or in the VIP because you're moving drugs, you know what I mean? You know, or you're a cool skateboarder or something like that, or, you know, or, or, or maybe, or, or, or the people who, who, who like, you know, stuck in a fucking beer, you know what I mean? You know, the fucking shuffle up front. And like, it, it's like, I'm not really trying, I, I'm like, like, I do look at Kate Trinata as like a person who I fuck with, but it's like not really like that sort of vibe, like production wise. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I try to think like, you know, what happens if, if Kate Trinata was, a, if Kate Trinata was a dickhead, you know what I mean? <laughs> or, you know, or, or if Spank Rock actually liked LMFAO, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. like, that's, <laughs> you know, those are like what I, because like that's what my music is, and, you know, in general right. and stuff like that. Well, you like, know? like, like it's why like, uh, like, in, speaking of Diplo, but it's why like side piece, right? That seven oh two sample, why that song did so yeah. well because yeah. 
that shit crossed over to house heads and then to like hip hop R and B heads, and it just like yeah. it was like it was like the the transition record to go into house or into going yeah. to hip hop or like you could you could just do anything with that record, you know, and it it it's yeah. open, yeah. I feel like that that definitely touched the nerve with R and B heads, yeah. yeah. Like just that's yeah, that, number for sure. But that it, was so amazing. It's, to me. it's what was missing from like you know up tempo EDM and just like just a simple fucking loop. From a seven oh two record, I think it's seven oh two, right? And yeah, seven oh two. Yeah, and it was just, but it was just like so hard. Like the shit just was so hard, and it was just like it just crossed over to every genre. Like hip hop DJs was playing, like R and B DJs, house heads, yeah, EDM. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just a yeah. fire, fire ass fucking record. That's a house record. classic. Yeah. That's a house classic. Yeah, yeah, Stilo, Stilo. Yeah, Stilo. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you something, dancers. Uh, you putting out music for so long now, being in the game for like thirteen years. Um, you think it's easier to get a hit now or get a hit back in the late 2000s? Well, I didn't have any hits in the late 2000s. So. <laughs> so. No, but I'm, saying, I'm saying, is it harder for music to stick now or is it harder back then? Yo, it's so much easier for music to hit, for good music to hit today. You know what I mean? If you, because like, yo, yo, Pete, this, Pete, this. It's like because of how the, if, if people listen to stuff over and over again because of the way streaming is, it gets numbers, you know, and songs that weren't necessarily big songs. You look and they have crazy numbers over time. Like, as an example, Party Next Door Break from Toronto, it will probably end up when it's all said and done having a billion streams because of how fucking dope that record is. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, like what's the other song? It's like, oh, I look at these stats all day. It's like, Crystal Castles fucking gets millions of streams. I swear about for something like that because they people just bump all that old shit and stuff like that. So like, if things are actually good and people want to re-listen to it, it's easier, you know, for like to, to you know. Now of course there's more competition and more eyeballs, but there's also more listeners. Like you look at something and like there are so much things that you have never heard about that have numbers that do good that are people's favorite song. And it's like, oh wow, I see how this works. And like it's like cool. So I mean, I think it's like easier now, you know. And there's so many mini hits. Like I have songs that are like they don't even have a million plays, but like they do okay for paying. Like people yeah. like them, you know. It's just like I can never imagine putting out a house record and then like, oh, I don't care about this. It gets five hundred thousand plays. Like I don't even know what happens with it. You know what I mean? And that's that's not shit. You know, that's like really not shit in the fucking game. You know, is it also a factor that there's no gatekeepers like like artists right now are not as reliant on the labels or is it still do artists still really need a label to kind of help with distribution and marketing and contacts and all that shit? You know, it depends what it depends what level you're talking about. And like, you know, like, you know, if you do hip hop, if you do hip hop, yeah. all you sort of need is to have some people and have some homies and make a good video and put some shit on YouTube and anything can happen to you. Yeah, Anything can happen for you in hip hop. It's like that to a point in dance music, but the dance music listener is not really totally in tune to watching stuff on YouTube like that, and not for big dance. Like if you do lo-fi house and stuff like that, and all sort of vibe like that, you can kind of blow up on YouTube or some of the slap house remixes because like remix of hip hop and works on YouTube. It's just like rap is like it sounds good in the car for people who like you know fucking play FIFA or Forza. This point has slap house mixes on YouTube where they play Forza. That makes sense, but past that you sort of do need if you're trying to put music in front of djs and like regular sort of dj world and stuff like that and you don't know anybody you're going to need a label because it's so easy to put out music now it's people are just going to ignore your fucking shit i get promos all the time and it's fucking trash 
So, like, why the fuck would I click on your fucking shit? This is a new independent release. Okay, suck my fucking dick. I see too many of them. At least come from a label where I know the money came from someplace where these people say, okay, we're trying to make this have some money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I can, it gives me a reason to, to listen to it, you know? But I learned that from radio programming back in the day because, like, you know, you only listen to the fucking big label shit after a certain while or unless it got respect from a DJ coming up. But you can't be listening to every fucking single looking for the hit it's not especially if they're not going to put any work into it because if they don't put work into it, it doesn't matter if you play it they're not doing anything to make the listener care about it again so the label that is needed for that yeah yeah are you ready for for shit to open up because i, I saw open you- up the fucking clubs man <laughs> open up the clubs. i'm gonna want to be out <laughs> I just want things to be open. Like, I, yo, real talk, I got my anxiety about being in the club, you know? I can only go to certain places. They need to pat niggas down when I go in there. Not n- niggas are race, race non-specific guys that anybody watching out, you know? Pat, pat, pat crackers down also. I would just say, you know, just use niggas as a term. Um, you know, because we can't have that. We can't have that on the term, you know? Like, we pat everybody down. Anyway, but like, I, I need to, like, there's... There, but 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 Pat dudes there. I am being gender specific, man. Cause we crazy as fuck, and we've been we've been inside all the time. I don't want to be in like certain places where they serve coconut shrimp and weird margaritas, you know, at eight o'clock and get shot the fuck up over somebody's, you know, like relationship drama. Like I don't want to do that and stuff like that. But I would love to be like I could not wait for the first time I could like be drinking like an eleven dollar weird beer and a twenty five dollar lobster roll at happy hour. You know what I mean? But like you know the fries are three dollars. The fries are the deal, but I got the lobster roll anyway, you know, because that's the only way I could afford it is either get the fries on sale happy hour. But that first time I can do that, that's what I want, you know. Yeah. And when I do my day party with the homies vacay mode, like the first Sunday when I'm out on the roof, just like begging out house music, pretending that like, you know, I'm like, you know, the Martinez brothers and the Beezer, but I'm not, I'm nowhere there. There's just me in a hotel, <laughs> you know, and you know, and I'm just like playing groovy house music, which like none of my fans want to see, but they get into it. I was like, yeah, no, we're just like vibing, as you know, old people music, yeah. But you know, it's a Sunday, but like when those things happen, I can't wait for that to happen. It's happened, it's gonna happen Everything. soon. It's gonna happen soon. Oh, I mean, in two weeks, I mean, yo, New York, yeah. is, New York is open this weekend. Yeah. It's about to be crazy. Yeah, I, I wish I could be there. I wish I could be there this weekend in New York. It's about to be crazy. I kind of wish I, I don't. I'm kind of glad I'm not in New York right now. I think it's going to be too much. Like, it's going to be too crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be I crazy. Already, I have, mean, you seen, like, have you seen those videos of just Brooklyn with motherfuckers in the middle of the street? It's just too much going on in New York. The Knicks is good. Wilding out after the games. Like, shit's opening up. Traffic is crazy. I think, like, Cypher posted a video. He was stuck in traffic for an hour because everybody's outside. Like The baby boom that's about to happen this summer is about to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fam. Yeah. It's about bananas. Yo, because, yo, because, yo, two things also, remember, and people's drinking game is not going to be on point. A lot of people have not been drinking the same level, right? right. That's very and true. And also, people's oh. pullout game is not going to be on point. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> like, I wish I could be there for some people's post-pandemic nuts. Like, just a look in their eyes. There's going to be some of the... <laughs> Because like yo, like yo, people find to have some releases. Yo, yo, imagine in a sweaty New York apartment, whatever, and you just like took it that your car smoked, and you have that first pandemic. That shit's amazing, man. <laughs> I wish I could be there, rubbing their shoulders, yo. That shit's probably amazing, man. Just to feel their energy, like that shit's yo. That that's got me stoked. I'm, I'm gonna talk about that on Twitter today. That's crazy, man. <laughs> yo, man. Yo, man, it, it's been a. Uh, does anyone have anything? 
else that y'all want to ask uh, anything? Oh, yeah. I got one thing. I think I read or saw an interview that you had uh, like a drink, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. sold nutcrackers. Yerk. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we're making, I sell nutcrackers in LA. They're called Jerk. What's nutcrackers? Jerk. Nutcracker. So nutcracker is a frozen. I well, not. It's a. It's, it's sometimes frozen. But say it's a mixed cocktail usually sold on the streets in New York. That was uh, that was created by um by um Latin uh people uh, uptown and like you you can buy them on the subways and everything all over and stuff like that. Is that and the I, one? Is, sorry, is that the one that that fucks up your like sperm count? No. Is that no, the nutbusters? No, no relation to no. nutbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that yeah. We uh, your sperm goes up with with your. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like it's like an upgraded quarter water a little bit, right? Yeah, with, with liquor in it. With liquor in it. Oh, it's uh, a okay. mixed drink. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it, yeah it's, it's a mixed drink, okay. and I feel like so on the street. So, but yeah, is it, so is, it le- them the- is it like legal or is, is it, it like some moonshine shit? It's legal. Or- <laughs> what is this? <laughs> some of this shit is like moonshine shit, right? Like you know, well, I mean, you know, you know, you know, lots of people sell it on the streets. You know, um, I. I don't, I'm not really sure. I, I, I've got to go look. I've got to go look at at, at the regulatory rules. I think I, I think I'm all good. Yeah, because yo, this like shit, that. this shit is not like FDA me? approved. Like this shit look crazy. It's these <laughs> pictures, like this shit looks. I mean, so- I mean, I mean, <laughs> everything everything seems up the code. Everything seems up the code, officer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything seems up the code. Everything seems up the code. And by your factory, officer crooked. <laughs> officer crooked's a crazy day. No. <laughs> That's a crazy. That's a crazy comic book name, yeah. Officer Crooked. <laughs> Yo, man, dances don't uh, don't don't plant the yeah. seed. Our listeners will start calling me Officer Crooked. Don't have that happen. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. It's, 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 it's like it's like Judge Dredd. It's like Judge Dredd's underleg that sounds. Yeah, no, 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 don't do that. I'm not doing that. I'm so sorry. I'm so nah, sorry. Nah. I'm not. It's all I'm good. Very stoned. No, so uh, wait, yeah. you you have your own Nutcracker, and uh, yeah. yeah. Like and it's called Europe. Yeah, Europe. Yeah, <laughs> like Europe, like that. Like Europe. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Hey, wait. Are you making this in your house, or you have like, uh, like people are making this shit? I make it. Okay, so it is like some moonshine I- shit a little bit. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> DJ Vlad over here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, forget it. I'm planning on doing a pop-up at a bar very soon. Okay, okay. So it's going to be very best, but yeah. Okay. Up, I, mean, I mean, look, yo, yo, it was a pandemic. Yo, yo, yo some people sold NFTs. I sold nutcrackers during the pandemic, yo. <laughs> That's yeah, fucking crazy. Okay, okay. I was, I, I was out on I'm the sorry. You know what? I, I, didn't, I didn't realize I was like, like, dry, like I was snitching on them all. So I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 I just, I did, it just, it just clicked in my head. I'm like, yo, you. <laughs> I like it, it just clicked in my head like yo you snitching on this like, all, right, all right cool <laughs> you made you made the spot hot crook yo you don't you don't want to put a motherfucker like me on the stand I'll say the wrong no, shit no, man. no 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 I was like, I was thinking, I was like, how come these motherfuckers ain't answering me? This is moonshine, right? Like, what are they? Th- like, everyone's just like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, this, 
Am I crazy? I'm burning this FDA going to be on his door like, for real. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at these pictures. I'm like, this shit don't look official. Like, who's making this shit? <laughs> And in my head, I'm thinking oh, Dances man. is like working with a company. Like he's in a room with like, like these corporate motherfuckers. Like, all right, so I'm gonna call it Europe. You we're know, gonna make, we're gonna release this shit. No one would. No, that's that. the thing. I had the branding and everything so on point that people would think that. Other times, like, no, man, I just, I just, I just picked the name Europe, and we got the branding right yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But it's me making these nutcrackers. <laughs> that's dope. I need yeah. to see a picture of the shit. If you could send us a picture, that'll be amazing. Yeah, I'll send, I'll send you a picture after after the yeah. grand story. Yo, so, I mean, after after the after the podcast. So like now, when I'm, one of the things that we have to do when we go to LA, we have to go see Dance's Spin, right? And then we got yeah, we got to drink Sunday, some of these nutcrackers. Europe, we got to do this shit. Uh, I, will, I, will, <laughs> I don't DJ, I don't DJ all the time, so you might not get me a spin, but I will make yeah. sure you guys get nutcrackers okay. and you make it to LA. <laughs> yeah. Bet. Yeah. Bet that's yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Yo, dances, man. Thank you so much for coming through. Yo. This is one of the funniest. This is one of the the most the I've funniest laughed. one. Yeah, this is the yeah, most. I, this is one oh. of the most I've laughed in a fucking episode for real. Man. Thank you for that, bro. Yeah, thank man. you, man. Click. Thank you. Thanks Great for having vibes, me, bro. Yo, thank you so much, fam. All right. Um, most of all right, yo. Hey, yo, real quick, real quick. I want to plug DJ Audio One's Twitch page. Um, twitch.tv slash DJ Audio One. All the homies have been holding his page down while he's been in recovery. All the DJs rallied together. They've been keeping his page going, DJing on his Twitch, uh, making sure that he's getting some money in because homeboy's been in recovery. And we want him to focus on his health, but not also worry about paying them hospital bills and paying for all his expenses while he's uh, you know recovering. Um, but the best way to really donate is to uh, send him money directly. And I want to put his PayPal up. Um, so make sure you can, you know, send him $2, $5, $10, $20, whatever you can, man. Anything helps. Um, he's one of us. He's one of, he's a DJ. And this shit can happen to any one of us. And, and um, we, we got we to gotta look out for each other. So if you want to watch this episode on YouTube or view some of our older episodes as well, you can go to YouTube.com slash Road Podcasts. Like, comment, subscribe. We post new episodes every Thursday. Every Thursday, y'all, without fail. So definitely come check out the new episodes on YouTube on Thursdays. And um, thank peace, you. Peace, so, Peace.